Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of 66 Deep. I'm your host Reese, and for this episode we're going to do something a little different. As you know, this episode's called Judas's Ministry, the Spiritual Gifts and the Importance of Salvation. At this point I want to do a little bit of an exposition specifically on Judas because it is very significant with what we have talked about in the last episode and what we are going to go through in this episode also. As you probably are aware, uh, Judas is one of Jesus' 12 disciples who is significantly known for betraying Jesus and handing him over to the religious leaders to be essentially punished and executed. But there is actually a lot more to unpack if you follow him through the historical accounts of the Synoptic Gospels and also through John's Gospel also. To give you a somewhat detailed overview which should help overshadow both topics, Judas was, as you know, elected to be one of Jesus' disciples. He remained under Jesus' teaching for the duration of his ministry. He observed many of the miracles that Jesus performed, such as feeding the 5,000. He observed Jesus walking on the water and Peter walking on the water also. He was present at the resurrection of Lazarus. He was also present for Jesus healing the sick, casting out demons also. Uh, more interestingly enough, Judas was given authority, much like the other disciples, to heal the sick and to cast out demons so they could raise the profile of Jesus being the Son of God in the midst of those in Jerusalem. So evidently, Many lives were changed at the hands of Judas, but interesting enough, his life wasn't changed, and he remained a thief, stealing from the treasury, and would have been present at Jesus' encounter with Zacchaeus, interestingly enough, who was also a, a thief. And as you go through the Gospel of John, you see how Jesus mentions that all the disciples are regarded as clean, except for one, which he is alluding to being Judas. He's also the only disciple that was susceptible to demon possession. He was also called the son of perdition, which in Christian theology means a state of eternal punishment and damnation into which a sinful or unrepentant person passes after death, or similarly, a complete and utter ruin. He also mentions in scriptures that it would have been better for him to have never been born because that would have been his only escape from hell. And the reason why I bring this up is because there is talk as to whether Judas had in fact lost his salvation. As you can see from going through the, the four Gospels, despite the fact that Judas had a life that was pretty much saturated by Jesus in all four corners of his life, he had not actually made a change on the inside. I think it's probably more interesting that Jesus mentions the parable of the sower, and you can see here probably how the Gospel had affected his heart is the fact that it landed on the stony ground and it was eaten by birds so it didn't penetrate at all and it was left unchanged on the inside. The words that Jesus told him had not made him clean. He did not see Jesus as a son of God and therefore had not received the gift of grace in that sense. So if you were to look at his life in its entirety you can see that there isn't a change in his life at any stage which leads up to him handing over Jesus to the religious authorities. So to answer the question as to whether he lost his salvation, I think we can say that he didn't have a salvation to begin with. Furthermore, as we look forward into this next episode, I'd like you to keep in mind the things that I have explained as it touches on quite significantly the notion that spiritual gifts are something that are a mark of a Christian. But as we go through scripture, we might find that it's not actually the case. But without further ado, 
Let's head on in and let's follow the journey of this conversation as it gets far more controversial. But, um, you mentioned about the apostles and how people think they're apostles now. Yeah. I actually, well, yeah, I agree with you on the sense that, but then it depends on, I, I don't know how much um, weight behind that statement you have. So I wanted mm -hmm. to inquire about that because mm -hmm. I truly believe when it comes to um, the apostles, when we talk about the apostles, we're talking about like the, like you mentioned yesterday, the 12 pillars who essentially helped form the church. Yes. Um, yes. But then you've got those who call themselves apostles today. It's like, oh, okay. So are you, what church are you building then? Cause I'm pretty sure that, was tasked for 12 people i'm pretty sure they're not adding pillars to this as they exactly. go along um, exactly. but then it's even up with the uh, um when i had a debate with regards to like the spiritual gifts as oh you know the spiritual gifts is a mark of an apostle yes it is i understand that there's uh, apostolic gifts and then there's gifts that the church use uh, the church has been gifted to use in terms of building other body, but then also going out to expand the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they kind of got to the point where it's just like, well, it's kind of gone back to the same point I mentioned earlier. It's just like, well, we got to focus on like the, um, like the miraculous gifts that we see in scripture, mm -hmm. like in like the book of Acts. So like, you know, everyone wants to be speaking in tongues, debating on what that sort mm -hmm. of something is, but then, mm -hmm. uh, then well, on things like, you know, laying, laying of hands to heal people and all mm. these other miraculous mm. things when yeah. the church has been yeah. tasked with things like, oh, you know, being able to being able yeah. to teach um, yeah. all these other spiritual gifts that I think I wrote them down. Yeah, like leadership, giving, teaching, serving, mm -hmm. uh, mercy, words of um, words of wisdom, words of mm. knowledge, the sort of faith that is unshakable by helping mm. administration and fellowship, hospitality. Mm -hmm. um it, it it was only while trying to dig into this situation and dig into this um conversation that i i guess it, like you hear about those sorts of spiritual gifts growing up but then there has mm -hmm. to be yeah, there really is this focus on we want what the apostles had mm -hmm. but then it's like well when i guess it kind of just begins to slip into the um mm -hmm. the thing about well the thing between continuism continuism and oh i'm gonna say the word wrong cessationism that one yes <laughs> whether the um because i guess i'm upon analysis and i guess it's more analysis of the course of human history since then mm -hmm. well um have the apostolic gifts like speaking in other languages and you know miraculous healings like when you know when mm. was it was it peter when his case where only had to walk past his shadow and they were healed and things mm -hmm. like that like they, all these things are kind of marked in scripture mm -hmm. as being marked as the apostles so you know mm -hmm. that for definite that these yeah. people were sent by jesus to yeah. to take yeah. out the good um to fill out the great commission yeah i know that we also are going out to fill out the great commission but yeah. those things were reserved specifically for yeah. the apostles so that when it comes to like the speaking tongues things like we know necessarily yeah. Understanding yeah. what that was used for then, yeah. when it happened on the day of Pentecost, there was yeah. from all different nations, yeah. I spoke different languages, but they were all yeah. used. So the Holy yeah. Spirit chose, oh, you know what, 
this is the time that Jesus has appointed for the expansion of the church. And in yeah. order for you to bridge the gap so they can understand what you're saying, I'm going to allow you to use the languages which arguably, although they're earthly, they were created by God in the sophistication. So he's just using some of these creators and then to make that bridge to be able to preach the gospel to them. And you mm. see that sort of thing following where, mm. you know, mm. um, through the book of Acts, where they go into different areas to speak the same sort of thing as, oh, okay. I kind of also like if you were to go to today, we don't see that happen necessarily now where they, where a missionary goes into another country mm. and they are mm. speaking the language of that tribe mm. or that nation that they're speaking to. They have a tendency to go to a language sort of like some you're like a college or a university to study the yeah. languages and the sort yeah. of like the native things behind yeah. and then they get sent out. Like with the guess with property, I, that I would say is, I don't know, I haven't come fully on thinking on that one, but I don't want it to be in the case where it's an isogetic thing for me with that in the sense where if I observe all the prophecies that I've heard in, in inner circles that when they are said, they don't necessarily come true but there's mm. one there's one that wouldn't say it's what caused me to see things differently but i think mm. because it was so close to home i, mm. I couldn't overlook it it was a close friend of mine from the church i used to go to their mm. father was very sick just out of the blue i think it was cancer mm. that uh, that he was struggling with mm. and it was always like a downward spiral i saw like, I, I was very afraid to see him mm. Up until say like the latter days and i prefer mm. i should have stuck with him because it was he was very encouraging despite the mm. situation he was in mm. um but then when it was coming to like the last few months um mm. we were just leaving church i think we must have been doing like a um a tuesday night um uh worship team rehearsal mm -hmm. and um so a person not um who's a, fa a friend of the church um came in on the on the service and they Said that oh you know uh, we want to pray for your pray for your father uh, yeah, our friend's father it's okay mm -hmm. now that's fine it's like, oh um, I, in fact I'm going to prophesy I'm going to prophesy that your dad's going to be make a full recovery um, and he's going to come back and you're not I believe it in faith it's going to happen it's going to happen he's going to make a full recovery and he's going to be back mm -hmm. here in church and then not mm -hmm. long two after that he passed away mm -hmm. and it's just like well you've kind of banged all of this thing is that like, you know God is going to fulfill what I've said and it mm -hmm. hasn't happened but mm -hmm. then i was yeah this has gone back years ago so i didn't fully understand like mm. how these spiritual gifts work well, well i mean i mean the, the first thing i would say regarding that false prophet yeah mm. now, because there's not a word reese um i'd love to give you a nice word but i would do god a disservice if i call that guy that person anything other than somebody at the time at the time, because I don't know where that person is now. That person probably repent uh, uh, for, for, for that because that person was a false prophet. Mm. You know, and that's that's what the Bible says. How do you this is what Moses said? How will you how do you test to know um a prophet? So whoever whosoever prophecy comes true, then you 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 know that that is a prophet. And I'm not talking about guests now, because because there's a people can guess certain things you know and and so you, you can get you know the guy the guy could actually have said yeah he's gonna recover and it might not be it might not even be a prophecy it might just be 
a statement that he made, and because of the, the man's um, um, situation, circumstance, the man recovered. But mm. is that a test technically to say that the, you know, that, that's a, it's his, it's is the guy's, the guy has heard from God and to tell you that, not necessarily so. But, but Moses does say, you know, uh, and this is why, you know, Reese, um, what would you say, Reese? You, is God a God of big things or a God of little things? Is he a God of obscurity who does things and it is obsc and it is obscure and you can't and you, 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 you know and you can't you can't say oh this was Emily that did this it wasn't really God I mean is is, is I wonder if you're following me is God a God that only make little waves or does he make seismic waves? Do you mean like in the sense where if God does something you know for definite that His hand has been in it? Yes. And yeah, in that sense, I'll, I'm I'm hoping that the answer to that would be big waves because it's un yeah yeah, right. yeah like in the sense you have the God of miracles, so you kind of it's un um, you can't deny the fact that God has had something to do, whether it be in something right. regardless of its scale, you can yeah. you can tell uh, that uh, he's had his hand on it, yeah. And so and so here is the yeah here's the thing. Whatever God does. He does it for one purpose only, to glorify himself. Mm. And how can he glorify himself? He said, he said, my glory I will not give to another. So what he does, he wants people to know that he has done it. Why did he not use um, another mighty giant to fall Goliath? But he used a little, a little boy uh, with a slingshot and somebody who is not a trained warrior um, to, 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 to slay David. To, to slay Goliath. That is, that is such, and as a matter of fact, David, he uses the, the language he uses. He said, look, to Goliath, he said, when I am finished with you, this nation and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. Why? Because the thing that I do to you, it defies reason. It shouldn't happen. Mm. You know, and, and, and listen to how God delivers Israel. Do they just slightly escape out of, out of Egypt? No. God says with a strong and an outstretched arm, you're going to come out. It, you're going to come out triumphantly. The, Israel, the, the, the Egyptians, actually, they actually begged them to get out of Egypt. They, they gave them gold and jewelry and riches to get their hides out of Egypt. Because, so that was, for one minute, they said, you're not going anywhere. You're a servant forever. Next minute, they couldn't get them out fast enough. Now that. It, you know, God didn't just do that little, little plague. He did mega thing that, that, that brought Egypt to its knees. You know, God could have led the children of Israel to some easy route that didn't need to, need to cut the Red Sea like he did. But God cut the Red Sea. God, the, the, what I'm trying to say here, Brother Reese, is that um, uh, what we tend to do so that we can fool you very easily. It says, um, and Emily will remember this one by this time tomorrow. Um, this um, sister, you know, she said, by this time tomorrow, watch, by this time tomorrow, that was her prophecy. But, but it's, a, it's almost like an horoscope. You know, it could mean anything. This time tomorrow, what? So nobody will know 
when that prophecy is fulfilled, because nobody knows what to expect. So, so if anything came, she says, I made it tell you this time tomorrow. But, 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 but what? You know what the prophet said? This time, when the prophet tell that, um, that um, army captain, he says, the prophet said to him, say, you know, the, uh, the army captain insult God. He says, the, the prophet said, tomorrow, there's going to be food, food here that you, you, it was going to be so cheap that, that, that you won't even be able to pay for it with, 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 the, with the currency that you have because it's so, it's so abundant. It will be so, you know, you, 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 know it, you just wouldn't, paying for it would be silly because it's almost, it's, 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 it's too abundant to pay for, you know? Um, so the, he said bread, bread is going to be, bread is going to be so cheap. Um, that one penny, for example, would be able to buy you um, a, a, a tank full of bread. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of an analogy. Now the man looked and the man, the man said, the man insulted God. He says, oh, yes, yeah, that would be if God opened up heaven, heaven and rained on, rained on bread. And the prophet replied to him, he said, yes, you just insult God in my own word. Now I'm paraphrasing, say, yes, you just insult the almighty God. So you know what? It, you're gonna see it with your eyes, but you ain't gonna taste. You, you, ain't, you ain't gonna live to taste it. Yeah, and so now that is such a precise prophecy that when it happened, you will know that the prophet was a real prophet. What happened the next? What happened the next day? When the Bible says that this very thing happened. Um, whereby the, 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 those those five lepers, when they they go into the, the the army of the Syrians, and they discover that they see God fighting the Syrians, and they abandon and run away and left and left all their, their all their cattle and their their, their um, all their gold and silver and food and bread and wine and everything, and and when it came back in, the news came back in, and the people the people heard it. Because they were all, it was a famine and they were all starving. As a matter of fact, this is how bad the famine was. Um, people were eating their own children. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People were eating their own children. You know, as a matter of fact, um, you, you know, and they blame Elijah for it. For, they blame Elijah. They say, you know, the, 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 the guy said that God do so to me and so much if I don't kill Elijah because they blame him for it. You know, um, so anyway, um, when the, when the, um, when the when the when the people heard this, they rushed out of the city gate, and they, the the captain that was there, that that trampled him to death. You know, so he he saw the the blessing that was promised, but as the prophet said, he never tasted. Now, anybody, nobody could say that 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 the prophet was not true to what he said, but. If, I, if you say something obtuse, that could mean 50 different things. You know, God don't work like that. God wants man to know that what he does, it is him that does it. You know, you remember the story when the, God beat up one nation up in the hills, up in the hilltop, and, when, and the people have fled down, fled down into the valley. And when they fled into the valley, 
they said, they gathered themselves together again and they said to one another, he said, the reason why the Israelites beat us up in the hilltop is because their God is the God of the mountain, but our God is the God of the valley. So this time when they come down here, we're going to deal with them. And the Bible said, when God heard that, he told Israel to stay put, you ain't going to fight. He said, because they said, I am God of the mountain and not God of the valley. God drops on thunderbolt down there and them, you see. So I'm just trying to say, say God don't disguise his action. And mm -hmm. not, notice how, 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 um, our brother, um, 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 what's his name now? Um, the, 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 um, he's one of the judges, the one who said, let the fleece be wet and the fleece be dry. Oh, Gideon. Gideon. Thank you, yeah, Gideon. Yeah. Now, 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 notice this now, Reese. And this is what I'm trying to say, that God, when we ask God for things, we ask God for such small things that it could come by a million different accidents. Yeah? Mm. And you cannot, therefore, give a good testimony because it is so obtuse, it is so prone to being an accident. But here it is now. Gideon said, Lord, I want to prove that it is you that is telling me, that is really you that is telling me to go on and do this thing that you want me to go and do. He said, so I gotta, I'm going to test you, you know? And he said, God, let him get the fleece. And he said, let the fleece be wet and the ground around the fleece be dry. So get up in the next morning as he has so it was the fleece was ringing wet and the ground was dry now you and i reese we'll say oh god thank you god happy with that you know and we will run with that but gideon he was given a task to do that he had to be sure that it was god because he was gonna there's no turning back now for him what he's gonna do so he says god tonight let the fleece be dry and the ground be wet. Now, God did the reverse to that. You, 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 you see, the arguments have been blown apart. You cannot but conclude that that is not random. That is the act of God, right? So, so, so it is so blatantly, wildly, divinely um, an action that there's nothing obtuse about it. It is so precise and specific. So, so the point I'm saying is that, um, you know, when, um, when, when we, we, we test, if you're going to test God, test him properly, or, or less, you know, or, or, you know, test him properly, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, so that you can stand up and make a boast about what God has done. So the point when I ask when God, if God is a, is a God of small things, the Bible talks about the acts of God and the acts of God. He says the acts of God uh, are, 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 the, are, it, are the destruction of nation, the, the, the flood, the, the flooding, the flooding of this, the earthquake and thunder and opening of the hurt and swallowing up people, smoking mountain, renting, you know, you, you know, um, feeding 5,000 with two loaves and whatever fish, you know, it is something that you cannot mistake but to give credit to the prophet that speaks it or the God that does it. You know, it is not nothing trivial. God does big things. Why? Because he's, he wants it to be known not for generation to come, 
that's what the virgin birth is you know you know you know that's what that, that's what um the the, the 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 works of the prophets the prophets prophets were you know when elijah 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 is able to sit down on his deathbed and say yeah uh, the, the, the feet the feet listen the feet of so and so is coming yeah you, you know hmm. how, how can he hear these things you know um so the point i'm really trying to make reese is that um Sometimes you don't want to, you, no, none of us want to be wrong. So you know what? I'm not going to ask for nothing too big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> because because they're, they're, you know, I can always blag it, you know? This false prophet um, that, that, um, that tell the man he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna live. Now, obviously, it was, it's presumptuous because obviously the conclusion that we have to make, God never speak to him. Hmm. But he claimed that God, God tell him, you know, so he's a liar. I'm sorry to give him that big, big, um, big title there. So, but it's, that's just the reality. If I tell you that said, thus said the Lord, I, I have, I've crossed the line. Therefore, I, I'm only entitled to say that if God really, really speak to me and tell me thus it's but 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 emotion this is where we were talking before brother reese and we said that so we, our business is full of so much emotionalism that we we run with emotion and it's not the word of god and it's not the prophecy from god you know it is our emotion that runs with mm -hmm. us you know and i've seen it so many times in so many places and it's emotion and not and not the divine word of god or our prophecy that's coming through the holy spirit to us you know and yeah, so we need to, yeah. the Bible said we need to be swift to listen and slow to speak, you know, and, 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 and if any man speak, let him speak as an oracle of God, you know, and, um, and don't force, don't force to, 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 to speak in the name of God, to speak prophecy in the name of God, but always testify in the name of God, of course, at any time, you don't need no unction to do that, but don't prophesy in the name of God until God give you a prophecy. Yeah? And, yeah, and you yeah. will know. We will know if God give us prophecy because God wants people to know. Because mm, I guess the, the big thing is that it has to be consistent with Scripture. But then the next uh, argument uh, to that is, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Emily just said something there, Reese, which is yes. a, a, a false assumption that we can, you know, that so many people going around with believing that say, oh, we can speak things into existence. That's yeah, it's not, a misinterpretation. That's not, yeah, that's just, that's just, that's folly. Yeah, it's you misinterpretation. Know. It actually says earlier in the scripture that it's something that's clearly reserved for God, but we've thought, yeah, because we want this spectacular thing, we're going to say, yeah, we can speak things as though they were, we can speak yeah. into existence. No, it's yeah. specifically reserved for the yeah. creator of the universe. Yeah. He's the one that's got it on record that he's the only one that's been able to do that. Yeah. But it's a case uh, where, yeah, we want the spectacular thing, so. Yeah. And and, and the thing, again, about it, Reese, is that, um, you know, when we come even to, to praying, yeah, when praying. Um, and um, if you ask me to pray for something, you know what, I I hope to God that I will always say, I do say it, and I hope to God that I will always be consistent in saying, I'll say, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. You know, but some people, they want to come and say, I feed them prayer, make the something happen. Mm. You know, it's their beautiful divine prayer. And I, and I tell you, I refuse to go to some place with one and two, with, with, with one, one sister in particular, because my gosh, she thinks a fear prayer is 
is is is the is what make the something happen you know i said mm. you know i don't go i don't i i i shun shun to go with that one now you know because the beautiful thing about it you see i can't know whether it's my my i join in prayer with you and i can't say it is my prayer that makes something happen unless of course i was the only you know unless i am um, i am elijah there now and the dead child is in front of me and i'm the only one there and i say in the name of the lord jesus christ come alive like a picnic you know then me know that say god hear me specifically but mm -hmm. the, but you know but but then here's the danger who else who else know about the sick picnic praying, praying outside outside of the room for the sick child you know and so we need to be very careful that we don't ascribe too much importance to what we do you know we we rejoice we, we, we should rejoice in the result, in the result, and not in the fact that I did it. What Jesus said to the disciples, don't rejoice, that's it, the devil, he, the devil run and things like that from you. Rejoice that your name is in the, in, mm -hmm. in, in, in heaven, you know? Yeah, and yeah. So we, yeah. We need to be, yeah. No, because be again, it's gone back to the, it's gone back to the Judas thing. I know yeah. it's, it's going to sound very out of a, a very, a very backwards and very forward. So I probably will have to explain it while it's been recorded. But um, yeah, it's the fact that, yeah. Like we, we rejoice in the fact that, oh, you know, I've done this thing, I've done this thing, so I can now wear this as my title. No, no, you need to remember that. Yeah. Who, who gave you the authority to do that in the first place? Who yeah. gave you the authority to do that in the first place? So that thing has got a trademark to it. So it's because yeah. oh, yeah, I've done, I've been allowed to do this thing. So it's not me that you need to come and worship. It's the person who's given me the gift to do it. But it's like, oh, no, yeah. because um, I, yeah, they, I don't know why they have this, um, this mindset of, um, this spiritual gift is something that's given to me and I own it. So now it's my trademark. So now I can go around yeah. saying I'm a, I'm a prophet or I'm a prophetess. I'm a healer. I can do this. No, no, yeah. there's a reason why if, if these things haven't sees that you're being given these things for a specific purpose, for a specific yeah. time to do a specific thing. But if you're using it, because I guess like you can go throw it to the absolute extreme where you have people like Benny Hinn who yes. make an entire, um, entire business out of I want to say pretending to heal people yeah and all these things and so oh you know these things are going to happen in your life I profess this is going to help happen over your life and like you said before it's very much like a horoscope sort of thing it's like no no these things aren't on your birth certificate yeah. these are the things that are just like the apostles that are given to them as a mark to say this is what God wants to do in this sort of situation but it, yeah this I don't know how it's I think it's a lot bigger than me but I think it is a case where you kind of have to, we kind of do need to sit down and break down exactly what all the spiritual gifts are, yes. what, what is apostolic and yeah. just for them and what things that we're yeah. given as a church to do, yeah. because there seems yeah. to be a lot of focus on, let's do all these miraculous things, let's try and garner yeah. them up. Because yeah. they're like, even like talking about the, the speaking in tongues thing, I've had to do like a um, a history thing on that. So, um, so where, where did, this sort of idea of the Pentecostalism, where did that come from? You're looking at the Azusa Street Revival and all those sorts of things, and it's like, oh, okay, you can kind of understand the the heart behind it, the one to have this intimate mm. relationship mm. with God, where they see things happening. But essentially, they've gone, oh, this has happened in the Book of Acts. This looks mm. great. Um, mm. We can see it happening over a few series of thingies. Mm. We want to have the exact same experience. Mm. They haven't gone, oh, let's execute it. What was going mm. on at that time? What was going on? Uh, who were the people around? And 
um, what are the sorts of things that um, we need to consider when these things are going on and why was it the Holy Spirit decided to do these things with these specific people mm -hmm. and how that's now gotten us to where we are now. It's just like, that looks cool. I want to have that as well. So let's pray that this mm -hmm. happens. And mm -hmm. um, I guess there's a bit of whether it's still going on or not because mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. historical evidence um, where yeah. um, there's like uneducated black people speaking to those who, who are European in their own languages um, but then there's also um, things in like the New York Times where they're talking about people rolling on the floor and speaking what they call gibberish um, mm. and things like that. It's a case of so, well, now we're beginning to because especially because we're looking at the fact that oh we know we want to have a move of the Holy Spirit mm. moving into the pneumatology of well who is the mm. Holy Spirit and how mm. do how does the Holy Spirit behave mm. and mm. I'm at mm. a conflict with that in a sense where well Scripture says that the you can definitely get this sort of thing where the, the Holy Spirit has a nature that's very ordered and it's very authoritative, very decisive and very, mm. um, very knowledgeable and very wise in how things are executed. But then when you observe how the um, things from people who profess to be filled with the Holy Spirit and it's a very, mm. um, like we said before, like a very emotional, very sporadic sort of out of control thing mm. where things don't seem very ordered, but we're saying that, you know, the Holy Spirit's moving, things yeah. are going on. So, well, yeah. I, I, I struggle to find how those two things are consistent because you're looking at mm. a historical inspired text that God has given us completely mm. infallible. Mm. Mm. says so that these mm. things happen in these this way then mm. you've got a human mm. like this thing has happened in a pentecostal human history which because it is so focused on spiritualism it's not a case of oh you see what the word says it's just no you can say that oh you know god's told me this so you know god's told me that i'm um you're going to be my wife mm. oh okay mm. um or god's told me that you know i need to leave mm. this person to to be with this person mm. okay if god's telling you all of these things and it has to line up with scripture but then if it lines up with scripture then why would you need I can understand the fact of, oh, you know, he, God uses us as um, to read what he said in his word, but there will be no new revelations. There's no new revelations. Everything's been encapsulated in his word. He said everything he needed yeah. to do in yeah. the word of God. So that's our reference yeah. point with that. But how, um, but there's people out there that say, oh, you know, God's told me that we need to do this, you know, and oh, there's yeah. this new thing. It's like, well, the scripture doesn't say that. So yeah. at what point is it a case where it's like, well, how do we strike the divide between the two where, where there's all this focus on the, the spiritual stuff without the lack of um, scriptural understanding and, and study and especially like with the fact that it's, it's some of the things that yeah, we're discussing are tertiary things. So it can be debated as to whether it ceased or whether it continues, but when they begin to creep into like the fundamental thing of you aren't considered, um, justified um in god's eyes because you don't do these spiritual things as so well yeah. Yeah. No, those, yeah, those emily yeah i mean i was just thinking what one thing that comes to mind when i think about the book of acts is um is um your your age group story brother alfred mm -hmm. when you were younger so growing up you hear all the stories about when you guys were younger and if I take that and I would think, man, look at all the amazing things that happened um, to these guys when they were younger. But when you, but obviously all the stories you're going to hear are the good stories. Mm. You're not going to hear about all the people who were disfellowshipped or, or mm. the people who went astray 
you're not mm. going to hear about why have we got so many churches because you know mm. I'm falling out mm. and all that mm. all you hear about is the highlights mm-hmm. and it's the same with the bible you're hearing the highlights you're hearing the extraordinary things mm. but when you look at the uh, apostles letters to the churches and saying you need to stop this you need to stop mm. that Christians should be mm. doing this Christians mm. should be doing that mm. you realize that it wasn't this awesome thing that I mean there was awesome things going on but in of the course. everyday yeah. in the everyday Christian life yeah. it was the same thing that we're going through mm. so yeah. it highlights it's highlighting all the times when people were healed when miraculous things did happen what about the everyday what about the yeah. thousands you hear about Paul you hear about Peter where was yeah. everybody else yeah you don't even yeah. hear about the other apostles what yeah. about the thousands of other Christians what were they doing yeah. they were living their lives yeah. so I think I think that's the danger that we have it's like it's real life we have to remember that this is not just a tv program yeah. or something this is real life everyday life and we can't we can't say this happened to them therefore this should happen to me in my everyday life yeah that's not true (laughs) so you know and I think that's where we that's where we falter in that we base everything we believe on on these highlights yeah and it's like no it wasn't happening like that all the time yeah these are special things and that's why they're mentioned yeah Yeah. and and, and that is it you know there are there are times for special things you know so for example God is not going to be calling a famine every time you know like he called Elijah I think both I think it was both Elijah and Elijah if I'm not mistaken called for famine for famine you know um but that's not gonna be happening and and not just famine like long famine the one was about five or six years something like that you know and drought upon the land now that's not gonna be happening every day that is something very very specific and and again why why does god call call a famine for his purpose he's doing something he's he's herding people to a place he's he wants to manifest um his greatness in in, in the lives of different people so for example he wants to he wants to tell us something he, he he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna bless this this um this um shunamite woman you know, he's gonna heal her son and record it for us. He's gonna cause this the the the, 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 um, the the flour and the oil not to diminish, and he's gonna make it known to us what he did. You know, so you, you know he's 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 um he's humbling Israel for their sins and their transgression, and and he's humbling them in a in a dramatic way that they'll never you cannot say that's a six years worth of famine where people eating their own children. Is, is not something to be marked a significant action of God against us, you know? So, so, so those things will always be happening, as you rightly say, Emily, but we need to take life as a reality. And that's it. When big things are happening, there's also small things that are happening. Yeah. You know, when, um, when, um, when people are getting saved, there's also people going through the other door. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's the reality of life life is you know you know when the apostles are rejoicing in G- in jesus judas was going out and betraying him you know these things are always happening and we got to understand um that's it um people are complex people 
are at different place with the Lord. Some love him. Some love him for this reason. Some love him for that reason. Some love him because of what they think they can get. Some love him because of, oh, you know, it just goes on. Some love him for the right reason. Just like the apostle says, some preach Christ for contention. Some preach him for this. Some preach, but nevertheless, Christ is preached, you know. So, so you, 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 you're, you're right, Emily. Um, you know, and I think you draw a reference here. It's like when preachers come and say, someone in the congregation is suffering from diabetes. Yeah, that's, that's those kind of uh, obtuse prophecies, you know, and that, um, yeah, as you rightly say, you know, you know, it, 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 why, why couldn't they say somebody gonna have leprosy or something like that? You know, it, it, uh, it's something that, you know, our, you're right, our black people, uh, um, diabetes tend to be, you, you could almost guess somebody in here has got diabetes. And, and 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 probably half of the congregation will put them hand up and say, yes, I have it. I, yeah, yeah, but I, I have the type one, I have the type two, <laughs> you know. Um, so, so, so so that's no prophecy from God. Mm. That's not that's what I'm that's the point I'm trying to make. God is not so obtuse. God, listen, if somebody come into the congregation and um and I don't know, they I don't know, they've just they're coming and nobody knows. And you say, oh, the, a sister is just coming to this, uh, you know, there's a sister in here. And, um, you know, she, she, I don't know, let me be, not, let me be bad, right? She was, she, she, was, she was raped five hours ago, and she's now thinking of committing suicide. Now, if that person is in the congregation, that, and that prophecy is made to save that person's life, that is a very specific that couldn't that that you're not gonna find 10 people in that congregation that that thing happened to you that's a unique situation you know so god is not just such a god that is so obtuse that anything could happen it could it could fit anybody no no and that's what we um god gets no honor out of those kind of a foolishness god gets honor out of us seeing and recognizing the impossible things that nobody would know be known, you know, and it's not for show, it's for life, it's for deliverance. Now that young woman, when the preacher is able to say such a thing, that young woman will come to the Lord because she will say, how could anybody know? Nobody know this, there is a God. And that's when the church then um, utilize its hands of mercy and kindness and compassion and restoration to help that young lady find peace and harmony within herself. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we we, we 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 love the little things them too much because we can fool everybody. 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 Next time on sixty sixty. The Bible says concerning Job. Job feared God, wonderful. And then he does something else on top of fearing God. And the other thing that he does, I think it's directly related to the fact that he feared God. He eschews evil. If I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, and God will accept me. Or if I do these things in church and these things are going on, God will accept me. And then I'll finally be able to. In this case, it's like, no, you can spend your entire life doing that. And if you're doing that, then you've missed the 
the beauty of the gospel message and if you're struggling with the fact that also there is actually nothing I can do outside of what has happened on the cross that allows me to have peace with God and then we're grappling with that is that well you're actually getting quite close but it's like my life is not does not belong to me my life belongs to God so it's not it's not about me it's not about me taking a break it's have you got can you do it do you feel a call to do it then you've got to do it because you're a vessel that's what I am I'm a vessel I'm not here to please myself I'm here to give glory to God and until you know I take my last my last breath and that's my convic that's my strong strong conviction you know you will you will be persecuted you will be arrested this movie might even be killed and then at no stage did they go oh actually you know what I don't like the sound of this I'm just gonna back out there just like mm -hmm. amen 